During those first years of marriage, it's pretty normal to have a lot of happy moments and maybe occasionally to get on each other's nerves. Um, Today, we're going to be offering some help for getting along as a couple, no matter how long you've been married. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They run our marriage department here at the ministry. And Erin, in the couples that you've worked with and you're a professional counselor, I'm sure you've seen a lot of issues come up with regard to getting on my nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's absolutely very common because so often the things that we are drawn to in someone else, they become the irritants for later on. So the things that were cute and funny within a couple, within six months. (laughs) <laughs> six weeks, six hours. Yes. It can often become irritating, yeah. you know, just habits of how they sleep or how they do their laundry or how they do the dishes, how they load the dishwasher, how they take the trash out. Or how they or, don't do any of that stuff. Correct. Or, <laughs> or how, they, how we don't want to be around other people. You used to think yes, that was so cute. I did. And how, how they whistle when <laughs> they are talking Yoda-like voices. <laughs> Who would do that? I don't so, know. There are funny examples, and but the truth is, these are irritants, mm-hmm. and they cause us to react, mm-hmm. right? So let's go ahead and listen to a conversation that Jim Daly and his wife Jean had with Amber and Guy Leah. Uh, Amber and Guy wrote the book called Marriage Triggers. That's a pretty self-explanatory title, and here they tell part of their story. Welcome, each and every one of you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank we you are very much. so glad to be here. No, I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's one of the core communication issues in marriage. How do we not trigger each other? How do we better understand those triggers? And we're going to get into that. Uh, Guy and Amber, you came up with the idea, so let's start with you. Uh, you describe your marriage as triggered from the start. That sounds a little frightening. <laughs> Why was that the case? And didn't you enjoy a little bit of a honeymoon period? Well, emphasis on the word little. We had a little bit of a honeymoon period, but yeah. not, not very long. Things moved very, very quickly for us. Um, when we, we got married and within, within a couple of months, we got pregnant. And so we didn't have that time to kind of develop ourselves and get to know our identity as a young married couple. Um, we quickly shifted directly into parenting and, you know, the extra room that was going to be the fun room suddenly turned into the baby's room and, you know, all that she, my wife is a wonderful planner. And so she shifted into high gear planning mode and painting and all the things. Oh, yes. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like... What about me? He was saying. <laughs> yeah. So it is evidence of your growth. The fact that you just said, she's a wonderful planner. It sounded so heartfelt. Yeah. Uh, no, Did it, it used to be like, man, she plans everything. It, uh, yeah. I, it still is. I'll, I'll admit <laughs> that can still be a thing. Because Best we, forward. Those are one of the differences we have in our relationship is she very much is the planner and yes. she thinks 10 steps ahead. And I'm very happy thinking one or two steps ahead and being in the moment. And so yeah. we... We have to continually find that balance for ourselves. So I get the, the baby part, but before that even, there were other stressors going on yes. for the newlyweds listening that may be going, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, that's my wife or that's my husband. What were yes. some of those other stressors? Well, you know, they say opposites attract and there is mm-hmm. some truth to that, but it also creates a lot of everyday practical problems. And mm-hmm. when you're in a friendship and dating and then you get married, living with one another is a different beast. <laughs> really? And, you know, it was even early on just with, for example, we would, um, I wanted to put in our new apartment 
a wall of portraits, you know, mm-hmm. our wedding photo and, you know, make room for when baby comes and all of that. And the planner in me, <laughs> the big wall of pictures. The big yes. wall of pictures. And I thought on a Saturday, this is going to be amazing. We will all lay it all out. <laughs> we'll do all the measuring. Guy will do all the hammering. And he run, woke up guy, like, run. <laughs> he woke up ready to watch the football game, you know, what? and he was like, whoa. An excellent choice. It was the Notre Dame USC football game. And oh, that's what I had planned for weeks for that day. I know. That's right. How could so, you? plan that during the SC Notre Dame game. We just had different perspectives on what was important (laughs) at the time and because we didn't at the time have the communication skills to work through those things together, which we want to offer people hope that that is possible, at the time we weren't doing that. We were just triggered and easily provoked to anger and so we were reacting instead of responding to each other and uh, and it kind of went downhill from there. Did either of those things happen then? Did the wall get uh, the pictures (laughs) or did the game get watched? The The wall got done and the game got watched part of it so but none of, neither we, of us were very happy yes. about either place at the, it, at the end it ended the up in the book so it's still yeah <laughs> it still exists as one of those days yes. that was a pivotal day for us yeah. <laughs> well and you both became convinced that you'd married the wrong person yeah okay. <laughs> tell us about that that's a big yeah. statement yeah yeah i i married mr wrong for sure mm-hmm. um and he married ms all wrong <laughs> um, I mean, we just, we got it all wrong. And I used to think, well, I believe in God's sovereignty, but boy, this was a mistake. I mean, we, I really felt that way early on, even though I loved him. And a lot of the time I liked him. We had so many triggers that I wondered, how is this going to happen? How are we going to navigate this for the rest of our lives? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until God started working on me personally, after I nagged and argued and yelled for a really long time, and that didn't work, um, the Lord eventually started to say, uh, Amber, you are Ms. All Wrong, and he's Mr. Wrong, but that's because nobody is perfect. There is no perfect person except for Jesus Christ. And so as long as you continue to be prideful and argue, you are not going to live life to the full or have the marriage that I designed. Because the minute that you say I do, you do become a match made in heaven. And so that's what I had to come to. It was like, you know what? We made a vow. God did bring us together. He is wrong. I'm wrong. But that's because we're two people that are sinful. We need to yield to being perfected in Christ day by day. And that's what's going to make us right for each other. You know, Amber, as you describe that, one of the things that uh, certainly Gene and I have encountered, I think you and Dina, John, have probably encountered this too. It's hard to, if I could say it this way, get your fingers out of your ears. Because I think we get into the habit in our marital relationships where the more pain you're causing me, the more trigger you're causing me, mm-hmm. the harder I stuff my fingers into my ears because I don't want to hear it. And it, it is the exact opposite of what the Lord wants from you, right? Yeah, the yeah. pain acts as blinders, you know, it, it filters us to not being able to hear or see yeah, each other. And it, it, that is a, a, a fork in the road in your relationship. You got to decide if that's where you want to live yeah, in that it, constant conflict. Amber came up with this wonderful principle that I think is one of the pivotal things in our book um, and in our marriage. Yeah is the development of a me first attitude. And at first thought that sounds like (laughs) prideful me first, I want to get what I want. It's actually the flip of that. It's the, if I want my wife to be more loving, then I need to start with me and I need to be more loving. If I want her to be more understanding and compassionate about my needs, I need to show her that compassion and the understanding of her needs first, be first. And it changes everything. Well, that's a good foundation. 
All right, Aaron, our theme of the month is newlyweds. So encourage a younger couple to stick it out, even though it's not easy, and to kind of learn to live together despite those little irritants and triggers. First and foremost, I want to say that marriage is a journey. And so there are going to be those little irritants along the way, but marriage is awesome. And so it's a journey that you're on together and you're going to experience all in the full expression of emotion in this marriage. In order to feel these high emotions, you're going to feel these irritating emotions. And so it's just a full expression of them. In 1 Corinthians seven twenty-eight says, for those who marry will face challenges. And what I often look at is that we're facing these challenges together. It's difficult when it's your partner, your your spouse, that is the challenge um, in your life for that for that moment. She's speaking on behalf of She's a friend, looking I'm sure. Literally right at me. <laughs> so what I encourage couples to do is to talk about those, figure out what am I feeling as a result of this irritant or this trigger. But first and foremost, removing the word divorce from the vocabulary to recognize that there's going to be these challenges. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that your relationship is flawed or you married the wrong person or anything like that. It's just simply going, you know, we're going to work through these things. We're going to continue growing as individuals as well as growing our marriage. And there's always going to be a natural fade in any relationship. You know, we, we fall in love quickly, we impassionately, and then just over time, there really is a slow fade in terms of our romance, in terms of just our time together. It's so easy to get caught up in other things, you know, work and mm-hmm. starting maybe to have a family or friends, hobbies, and you have to guard against that. It's There's going to be a natural slow fade, so just realize that. The question is, what will we do proactively to guard against that. And one of the things you see that that goes fairly quickly is just the date night. You know, we we get stuck in routines and ruts and it's easier after a long day just to come home and we're together, we're chilling, we're watching a show, whatever. And it's easy to forget there's something powerful about getting out of the house. It's not about spending money, but getting out of the house, doing something different, doing something new. That there's a way in which that, that keeps the relationship fresh, new, exciting. And so even if it's as simple as, hey, we're going to go to a different restaurant, we're going to go to a different movie theater, we're going to just do something a little bit new, a little bit different, and just watch what that does. And that's a part of how you can kind of proactively guard against that that yeah. slow fade. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And we've got, obviously, lots of resources for you on the website to have date nights, to have conversations, to have uh, little routines that just build in proactively, no matter how long you've been married, um, those relational tune-up points. Um, Stop by the website, and also while you're there, if you can, make a generous donation to the ministry. Uh, Make a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, and we'll send a copy of that book from Amber and Guy called Marriage Triggers. It's an excellent resource. It's really good for you to be able to understand those triggers and talk about them with your spouse. So donate. We'll send a copy of that to you. Uh, Once more, all the details are in the episode notes. And if the irritant is major and you're thinking, I can't deal with this anymore, and you don't know who to talk to, call us. We have caring Christian counselors here. Uh, Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. We'll set up a time for one of those counselors to give you a call back. It's a free 
brief phone consultation. They can point you to resources and maybe even give you a referral to someone in your area. The point is, Focus on the Family is here to help. Well, next time, the Leas will be back, and we'll continue the conversation. For now, on behalf of Aaron and Greg and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.